5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, we are back with 5 Minutes with Phil. We took a last week off um, just as a little bit of a break, but we are back with more people, more interesting people that we're learning from about how this whole uh, coronavirus has been affecting people. And so I've got a friend of mine, uh, Bill Clark. Uh, he's a he's a pastor in Iowa. And so I want to introduce you to Bill and, and I want you to learn from Bill because he has lots to be able to teach. So Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Phil. Thanks for the opportunity and the honor to uh, speak with you. So why don't you tell everybody who you are? You can share as much as you want to about who you are. Well, I, I am a pastor in Iowa. Yes, I was formerly just a we old congregation member when you were my pastor in Des Moines, and you gave me help, give me the prod to get in the ministry. And so, since we've known each other, I've gone through school, got ordained, served at a couple different churches. The last church I was at voted to close, and uh, it was a huge learning experience for me. And so I'm just kind of in a transition between what uh, closing that. I firmly believe that God called me there to help close that church and and launch those people so they could truly go out and worship like they should and not worry about their church and all the things that's been going on there for many, many years. And so now I'm just kind of in in between. I'm looking to go back to school, kind of do some more education. So I have some more freedom to explore opportunities for ministry. And so don't really know that's going to lead me. Thought it was going to be sooner than this. I'd be in a new ministry spot, but. COVID hit and everything is on a standstill. <laughs> so everything kind of hit a skid at that point. <laughs> yep. There's no churches uh, seeking pastors and no, so it's just not a really good time to be looking for em- employment at all, especially in churches. I live in Des Moines, got, got three daughters, one in Minneapolis that was just married in October. The other two are still here. I've been married about 25 years. This is home, been home for a long time. Yeah, so Bill is uh he he has also leads up a uh a nonprofit himself for for a while even before he was a pastor. Can you tell us about yep. your your nonprofit? Sure, it's called Project 52. Started in 2009 officially. Went on a mission trip in 2006, went to Honduras. I actually went in 2005 it was my first time, but in 2006 went with a couple guys didn't know, uh became really good friends with them, served there. And the really thing that hit me that week is if I can serve on a mission field in Honduras, why can't I do it at home? Because the mission field at home is much greater and I have much greater opportunity to to do mission work back home. And so really wasn't looking to start a nonprofit or, you know, start anything myself. There's plenty of churches and nonprofits doing great work. And then one of my good friends that I met on that trip, his son passed away and kind of out of his inspiration of his son passing away. We started some different things with ministry. We we plant memorial trees for families that lost loved ones, especially families that lost um, children, because that's their, I think their greatest fear and their grief is that uh, their children be forgotten. It's just an opportunity to let them know that they're not going through anything alone. And so we planted, since 2009, we planted 300 trees, 14 states, and I've pretty much planted about, I think, 95% of them. So we go uh, meet them, uh, help plant the tree with the family, give them a plaque. And, uh, we also remember their loved ones on our Facebook page. So every year on their birthday or on their the day they pass, we put a picture up of them and just let them know we're thinking about them. And we still do mission work in Dominican Republic. 
been going down there since 2010. We got a mission partner down there called Lighthouse, and we've helped build some houses. We build a baseball field, a gym. We're currently trying to raise funds for a medical clinic out in a very poor community that has no running water, no electricity. The medical clinic will be right next to the water purification system uh, treatment plant that's going to be online probably by the end of the summer. So it's a three-year project. We're working on that. We take teams down there. Uh, to help work with that and then raising the funds and so forth for that. So we do some ministry up in South Dakota too. I have a farm for guys coming out of treatment that um, one of the other guys I met, uh, Pastor Dawson, Pastor John Dawson runs that. And so we're just really getting that started and getting that going. So great hobby, keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, Bill's got a great heart for for mission. And uh, I would say mission, not just like the the foreign mission field, even though the Dominican Republic is a is a foreign mission field. But yet he did, as he just stated there about being able to be challenged and saying, how can I also do this in my hometown, in my place where I live and the things that I'm doing? And and that's a it's a great heart to have when you're trying to balance how the world mm-hmm. is functioning and you're saying, I mm-hmm. want to be able to serve wherever and whenever. And that means mm-hmm. I can't just limit it to a, you know, two week mission trip or or whatever it might be. You got that heart that says, I want to continue to to serve wherever and whenever. Yeah, when when I take people on mission trips, usually the last day or toward the last the end of the trip. I'll say something to the gist of if you go home and nothing changes in your life, then I then I failed to communicate what I believe missions are on that you want. It's to change your heart and to see what mission uh, and what missions you're missing at home because it, it can completely change my perspective. First time that I was in a third world country and saw the poverty, and I think one of the things we talked about this year was we see so much physical poverty in a third world country. But people at home have spiritual poverty. You know, it just seems to be getting more and more and more as time goes on. Well, you're the good one to be able to do that. So, and and being able to proclaim that message, you've uh, gotten a whole bunch of people to join you in that same that same mission work. So it's been good. So tell me what's been happening. How have you been staying sane through this whole uh, COVID virus or have you been staying sane? <laughs> I have bouts of sanity and bouts of insanity. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I heard Steve said that you, you, you have time now and you start, you know, I, I gave a couple of sermons about, I think at Christmas, one was on Christmas Eve about the voice in your head. You know, you have all this stuff going on and then you get quiet. You make yourself busy to kind of drive the voice in your head out. But usually a voice in your head that tells you, you know, it tells you you're, you can't do this, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Really a lot of time to listen to that voice in your head if you want to sit around and really let it take over. But, you know, just trying to maintain a, a schedule. You know, my, my daughter's higher risk. She's got type 1 diabetes. So when it was really hot and heavy in Iowa, I was the only person going out and doing the grocery shopping and run the errands and all that kind of stuff. So. You know, I still go out a couple times a week just to get that kind of stuff done. But got a lot of projects around the house done. I think I've painted uh, oh, about 65% of the inside of the house over this time. Uh, got a couple small projects done. Got some reading done. You know, just some side things I'm able to do. You know, I can spend more time definitely in prayer and definitely, you know, in God's word. And, you know, just try to keep balanced and keep focused on it. So I think this this past weekend, I heard a couple of sermons and they talked about fear and a lot of people have fear. But I think for me, it's been like uncertainty because you always like I have the next thing to look forward to. Like 
I'm planning for this coming up or this job or this class or this, you know, the fall is well, I'll have football and, you know, this kind of stuff. And it's, it's all uncertain. And it just was glaringly alarming to me. It's like, you know, everyday life is pretty much uncertain. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's not, a, there's not a certainality to anything. The uncertainty, I mean, I like to be, you know me, I like to be busy and keep that, keep my calendar full and keep doing stuff. And so I have a hard time just sitting and doing nothing. Yeah, it, I, I got to ride my bike. You know, try to keep physically active and get out. And I walk every day if the weather's okay. So walk about three miles. So you know, just just trying to keep saying I don't watch the news anymore. I don't read much on Facebook anymore, especially if somebody posts something. Said this is really worth a good read, or you know, this you really need to read this. If somebody puts that on there, I I usually don't read it. That means it's slanted one way or the other, and I don't want to read it anymore. Just trying to remain positive and focus on. You know, we had a great time with family and meals and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, probably what everybody else is doing. So tell me something. What do you think, you know, God's taught you or is currently teaching you through, you know, this this whole process? What do you think, you know, that you've been learning? Well, life is uncertain. I mean, people are, you know, people give, give all these percentages about, you know, this and that. And I was like, well, every day when you get up, you have 100% certain, uh, there's 100% probability you could, you know, we're all going to die. We just don't know when or why or how. You know, I thought by now after the church closing last September and kind of going through a season where, because you know, it was physically and mentally exhausting, you know, kind of get my feet back underneath me, go on a mission trip in February and come out of in the spring. I'd have something pretty solid to look at for next calling. And here I am twiddling my thumbs and wondering what's next. So, you know, it's like when I, if I go buy a car, I, I'm usually terrible at it because I'm. I do it quickly. And so just to take the time and enjoy the time and reflection and, you know, it's not on my time, it's on God's time, but yet again, I'm, I'm still going to push for what I think God's calling me and pray that God gives me the answers that I'm following his call. So I'll be going back to school, but do I go back to be vocational with a call? If somebody would inquiry, you know, later on, do I, is that something I listen to? I, you know, I, I just don't know right now. Long answer for what I could have said is I'm not in control. He is. It's okay. I'll take care of you. Right. <laughs> I got this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think that uh, trying to be able to say who lives in the uncertainty, God lives there. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he definitely does. You know, I, I think we look at every day with it. We're 100% certain that, that we're going to live today, but uh, we don't know. Right. Two hours ago, I was running by a guy that was on his phone, I think. I wouldn't plan on that today. Definitely uncertain. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> we don't like the uncertainty. We just don't. Give me some things that you'd like to be able to teach somebody else something. You know, somebody who's sitting listening today, who's who's trying to figure out life. What What's some of the things that you would want to pass along to them? The knowledge that you've gained over your life. I mean, you don't have to, you know, preach a sermon if you don't want to, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it just goes back to that, you know, from purpose driven life from Rick Warren, it's not about me. We live in this American culture where it's like, you know, it's very much driven to buy this, obtain this, get this house, get this car, marry this woman, have these kids, have this dog, accumulate wealth, retire. But what happens when you get to be 50 or 60 years old and you've, if you, you've accumulated all that? And you just feel like you're hollow or shallow or there's something missing. At the end of the day, there's more to life than all that stuff. I mean, it's, I mean, I just watched uh, 10 hours of Michael Jordan. 
there's something in that guy's life. I mean, everybody thinks he, I mean, he's the GOAT, right? Greatest of all time. Mentally, I believe the best basketball player ever. I mean, the guy the guy would win at all costs, right? But there's something obviously still missing in his life. And Tom Brady, I heard give an interview after one like his third or fourth Super Bowl. He's like, There's more to life. Yeah, there is. And you gotta seek that on you can't you can't push it, you know, or you can't I mean you can seek it and, and go towards it and try to answer those questions. But at some point you're just gonna have to let go and, and be vulnerable and be open. And you know, like when I was doing men's ministry at different churches, man, it's hard it's hard for guys because we just clam up and like nah, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. My marriage is a wreck. You know, I'm watching porn more than I should. I got vices going on. I'm working myself to death. They need to have some. They need to have some good Christian friends in their life or pastors that they can reach out to, talk to, and and get some of these answers. That I mean, we all have them. And just because we're pastors doesn't I mean we don't still have some of these questions and thoughts. We do. We struggle with them just like they do. Yeah, trying to get beyond the uh, the surface level weather and sports right you can trust somebody yeah. if they can talk to you about weather and sports but what's the yeah. what's below the surface let's talk about weather job family sports mm-hmm. if it gets any deeper or harder than that i'm out i don't want to open my my chest up and and show you because you know we're competitive by nature guys i think guys are and we're just not gonna be let ourselves be vulnerable i mean we really don't have good examples of that i mean it's all about not not being vulnerable and putting other people down and you know making yourself better than them and putting yourself up on your own pedestal. I don't think Jesus did any of that stuff. The only thing he got up on was a cross, and I don't think any of us want to do that. One of the things I I haven't been able to do in a long time this Easter was I watched The Passion of the Christ. I haven't seen it for ten. How long has it been out? Ten years? Fifteen years? I haven't watched it for a long time in its entirety, and that that is that is brutal. It was absolutely brutal what they did to him, and he willfully did it. Yeah. All because he loved us that much. It's crazy. Still don't understand it. Don't understand it. Don't know if I'll, I'll probably won't understand it until I'm 100% dead. Right. <laughs> That's true. It's 100% true. dead in this life anyway. I'll be 100% alive in, in the better life where there's no, no COVID or anything else. So. All right, Bill. I appreciate your time and your heart for ministry for people. And uh, I know that God has great plans, you know, for you and for the ways in which you are going to minister to people because you're, you're trying to do the next best thing. You're trying to do the next step. And, and I know God's going to, God is always faithful, you know, to, to those things. Mm -hmm. And, and and that means everything's open and you're going to, you're going to land somewhere that uh, you're going to be a blessing to people as you already are blessings. Well, thank you. You, you've been, you know, you're one of my one of my 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 biggest blessings. So God put us together, and other than I, I can't grow a beard at all. I tried during the first few weeks of, and it 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 looked horrible. I looked like some kind of freak. So I shaved it off, and I'm done. Uh, right. But you know, I love you, brother, and you've done a lot for me, and yeah. uh, you got a huge heart too. So, well, I love you too, and and uh, make sure that you pass uh, my love along to your family as well, and we'll be praying for you, and and uh, knowing that that all is in God's hands, even if it's uncertain. Amen to that. All right, take care. You too. Hope everybody enjoyed listening to Bill today and getting back into learning more from other people and hearing what God is teaching them through this whole process. I'm going to put a couple of things in the in the show notes so that you can continue to find some ways of connecting with Bill, 
learning more about Project 52 and some of the work that he's doing in the Dominican Republic and beyond. So have a great day, everybody, and we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.